Good morning and welcome to The Business Of. Today's topic is the business of Medicaid redetermination. My guest is Sean Now, General Manager for Health Choice at Blue Cross Blue Shield of Arizona. Before we get started, I'd like to thank a few of our Catalyst members, including Accelerated Learning Laboratory, Amazon, and Barker Contracting. Okay, let's begin. Hello, Sean. Good morning. How's it going today? Doing very well. How about you? I'm having a good day so far. So go ahead and tell me about how long you've been with Blue Cross Blue Shield and and the scope of your role. Yeah, thanks. I really appreciate you having us talk about this issue. It's a very important one, I think, for for a lot of Arizonans and not one that's gotten a lot of press, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, I've been with Blue Cross for a little over three years now. So, um, and, you know, Health Choice as an organization has been in the Medicaid business really dating back uh, to the inception of the system. Uh, So we've been around a long time and, and I've been um, the manager over that entire area for a little over the last 10 years. Oh, wow. Fantastic. And mm-hmm. so that is when it all began was 10 years ago or prior to then? So actually, you know, Health Choice dates back to, through two different organizations. Okay. We were started by uh, St. Luke's Hospital in oh, Phoenix way okay. back in the early 90s. And on the behavioral health side, we date back to uh, the Northern Arizona Regional Behavioral Health As- Association. So oh. that fast five times. Yeah. Know, in 1967. So we've been around for a long time, but we were acquired by Blue Cross in uh, the very last day of uh, December 2019. And we've oh. been happily part of Blue Cross ever since. Fantastic. <laughs> okay. So now give a bit of background about the federal public health emergency plan, yeah. including when that will end. Yeah, this has been a uh, quite a, a major event and probably mm. something that uh, we're likely never to see again. Uh, Let's hope, this right? Yeah. <laughs> we don't want another pandemic. Right, right. Um, this does go back to the beginning of the COVID pandemic. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the time, uh, in, in March of 2020, um, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services uh, through the, the Division of Health and Human Services, Department of Health and Human Services, mm-hmm. decided to um, issue a public health emergency. And as part of that public health emergency, they basically offered the states an opportunity to receive an enhanced amount of federal funding okay. if they would agree to not disenroll members during the pendency of the public health emergency. Sure. Now, of course, you know, back then we were all hoping that the pandemic was going to be two or three weeks, right? <laughs> right, you know? right? So no one thought it would go on for three years. Um, but all 50 states, including Arizona, accepted the, the, the deal, basically. Okay. And so for the last three years, um, the state Medicaid system uh, in Arizona, the Arizona Healthcare Cost Containment System, mm. said access, uh-huh. um, has not disenrolled any members. Right. Uh, and so we now have an estimated number, about 600 to 675,000 Arizonans mm. uh, statewide who are still on the rolls but may potentially lose their Medicaid coverage um, because now we are starting the process with the ending of the public health emergency of going back and having to, quote unquote, redetermine or make sure that people still are eligible for, for Medicaid. Exactly. Uh, so that's the, the, the issue here really comes down to, you know, basically one in five or one in six Arizonans potentially losing their health care coverage. Oh, and um, trying to make sure that people are aware of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, in many instances, folks just aren't. Right. And secondarily, you know, helping them find an appropriate coverage if they are no longer eligible for, for Medicaid. Right, because it's complicated. It is. <laughs> it is. Everything in healthcare is right? complicated. It is. It is. <laughs> Nothing's easy. <laughs> and so is there an actual end date? 
So the process is a little bit, um, uh, you know, a little bit complicated. <laughs> right. Again, in the sense that it doesn't happen on a single date. Okay. Um, the process uh, started on April 1st. And so April 1st was the first date that some individuals began to lose their Medicaid coverage. Okay. But the way that the Medicaid Department Access is handling this is they are basically um, over the next 9 to 12 months going to be on a monthly basis um, analyzing which individuals are up for reassessment for redetermination. Okay, uh-huh. And so each month there will be a different phased group. And wow. so it's not just April 1st of 2023. Okay. It's really, you know, the, I think the largest number will be between now and the end of the calendar mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not as simple as just saying it's a given date. Okay, gotcha. So, so tell me a little bit more. So what exactly is Medicaid redetermination? Right. So the process, you know, in general is that Medicaid is eligible to individuals who meet certain income and asset qualifications. Okay. And, you know, the, and there's a process that, that individuals go through. Um, there's a, an, a website, Health E, the letter E, Arizona Plus, gov um, that access uses okay. uh, where people can go in and put their information in and it helps them identify whether they qualify for for access or not in general it's folks that um, have 137 percent of the federal poverty level and lower that oh. will generally qualify um, kids currently are, are up to 200 percent of that federal poverty level although okay. there will be some changes there um, mm. likely in the future mm. uh, so we're, we're um, you know, mostly talking about individuals that are um, really going through uh, economic challenges, unemployed mm-hmm. um, or underemployed. And so that's generally the population that we serve um, in the Medicaid space. Uh, but, you know, as a practical matter, we have a lot of folks over the last three years who have gotten jobs, changed jobs, moved, right. done a lot of, you know, had a lot of things happen in mm-hmm. their personal lives. Sure. And so their their circumstances back in 2020 may be very different than their circumstances in 2023. And That's so right. now the process is restarting to analyze those uh, circumstances to make sure, sure they still qualify. Wow, right. And then when they go to the website, are the descriptions offered in more than English? They are. Oh, good. Um, and they are available in, in uh, Spanish as well as other languages. And there's also a member services phone number oh, that offers multilingual services as well. Great. So. so you were touching on a little bit about the eligibility requirements for Medicaid. Are there more uh, items you want to share with You know, us? it's... I, I, you know, I've got an hour. <laughs> right, right. It's a pretty complicated process. You know, I, I really, my best uh, advice for folks is go to the Health E Arizona Plus website and work, walk through it that way. It's okay. a lot easier from that standpoint than, than trying to explain all of the various different mm-hmm. circumstances um, because it's not just income. It's also what assets you own. Okay. Um, so uh, yeah, the best thing to do, frankly, is to, to go just follow the, the prompts okay. on, on this relatively easy-to-use website. Oh, good. So it's user-friendly? It is very – I think Access has done a great job of, of creating a system that is – um, user-friendly. But if folks have any challenges um, and, and need any assistance getting it through, we actually have created a community assister team um, within our organization mm. as well. 
Um, and uh, you can go to azblue.com, um, and that'll take you there, or just call us at uh, 844-390-8935. Go ahead and repeat that. It's one 844 and our community assisters can help uh, folks get through it. And it doesn't matter what health plan you're with. You don't have to be a Blue Cross member. Okay. Just give us a call and our That's folks can help if you run into any problems. Right. I am sure people get overwhelmed and almost yeah. a little panicky when they're like, oh my gosh, I might be losing my health insurance. Exactly. So. Yeah. Now it's, I mean, I think the, you know, this is one of those times when reaching out for a little bit of help is a good thing. Mm -hmm. No one should be fearful about that. Right. Um, it is, as we, as we said, anything having to do with healthcare feels like it's overcomplicated. We realize that. <laughs> um, and so to the extent we can, we try and make it easy. Right. And so can you think of times when someone maybe didn't think that it was for them when it actually was? Yeah, you know, there are a lot of great examples. And we've, you know, because this whole process started in April, we've actually already run into a number of, of uh, situations that quite candidly, I don't know that we saw coming. Okay. Um, and it's been interesting to see. I think one of the biggest challenges that we've run into um, are just the challenges of uh, folks that have changed jobs, changed sure. uh, places where they live, changed cell phone numbers, changed emails. Um, you know, the one of the first ones that uh, happened right after April 1st was we had a gentleman who went to get his medications like he always does every month at the right. pharmacy, mm -hmm. only to find out that he was no longer oh covered. My and, you know, happened to call. That was, could be life-threatening, oh, potentially. And it was a very expensive medication, oh, gosh. Was, you know, free when he was with Health sure. Choice, but suddenly it was very expensive. Um, and he couldn't afford it. So he did call our our. Um, our number, uh, we ended up talking with him, um, and you know, he had changed where he lives four times in the oh three years. Oh, my goodness, right? Uh, so how could you even yeah, contact him? There's two no Two different way, cell phone right? numbers, didn't oh have gosh. a consistent email. Sure. I mean, so, he, of course, he had never even heard about this. Mm. Um, and we were able to, to find some temporary resources to, to get him through that month without having to pay for his medications. We were able Good. to get him re-enrolled. Um, through the process. And, and so it was a great, you know, story in the end. But those are right. the kinds of things that we are very definitely experiencing right now where where people just aren't even aware this is happening sure. until they go to the doctor, they go to the emergency room, they go to the dentist, they go to the pharmacy uh -huh. and find out for the first time that they're no longer covered. So wow. if you have any questions, you know, it's always better just to give us a call or go on that Healthy Arizona website and, um, you know, and go through that process and let's make sure that you're covered. And if you're not, there are some great opportunities as well for, um, you know, other kinds of health plans. You know, Blue Cross in particular, we, we offer um, federal marketplace plans in okay. in uh, in all you know all counties of Arizona. And what is that? I'm not familiar. So you know, for for individuals who um, who have too much in terms of uh, assets or income, mm -hmm. um, there is also under the American Affordable uh, Care Act uh, a program uh, where you can sign up for subsidized health insurance oh, okay. through the federal marketplace. Uh -huh. And um, our our uh, um, Blue Cross team has a has a product that's specifically designed to fit into those markets to give people affordable options if if they no longer qualify for Medicaid. Oh, and again, great. you know, our our team can get you in contact with right. the right people. So you can meet in the middle service. almost. Exactly. <laughs> you can still help you out, but yeah. not give you the full ride because of your circumstances. So if you're just now joining us, you're listening to Tucson Metro Chambers, the business of. I'm Heather Wolpern, and today's guest is Sean Now. 
the general manager for health choice at Blue Cross Blue Shield of Arizona. So what is the best way for Arizonans to find out if their Medicaid status has indeed changed? Yeah, yeah the, the good news is if your contact information in that Healthy Arizona Plus website is up to date, you'll receive letters both from you know, your health plan. If your health plan has been us, you'll receive it from us. Okay. As well as from the, from the Medicaid department, from the Access Administration. Okay. You'll receive those contacts. You may also from us receive emails and text messages or an outreach phone call from, okay. from our community assisters. Um, but if you don't receive something and you're worried, the best thing to do is go to that healthyarizonaplus.gov website um, and put in your information, and it'll give you an update on on where you where your status is. Mm-hmm. And if you're struggling with that, again, just call us um, at that community assister phone number, and we're happy to help walk you through it to right. find it. But it is, you know, it's always daunting. These sure. you know, these are are you know challenging situations, and it's best just to be ahead of the game and check yourself if you haven't received something from either us or from the state of Arizona. And definitely know that this is what is going on. So that email or that text is not spam. Correct. (laughs) It is something that is in your best interest to open and read and reply to. Exactly. And if people do feel a little insecure about either being on the computer or this or that, grab a friend, grab a relative to sit there with you and really walk you through it, right? And if you're nervous about something being spam, which, you know, I'm Believe me, I'm the same way. Uh-huh. If I get those phone calls, I like they'll leave a message if it's going to be, you know, if That's it's not what spam. I do too. <laughs> you know, just give us the phone call, and uh, you know, and we're more than happy to to check in, work with you directly. That's good so to know. you don't have to rely on uh, guessing that it's not spam. <laughs> exactly right. So then, go ahead and talk about the application process uh, for the Affordable Care Act. Yeah. So the process there is actually a fairly easy one as well. Um, and again, um, our Blue Cross uh, team has what are called on that side of the house community navigators okay. um, that can assist any individual in that uh, application process. Um, but it's a relatively easy, again, online process that is um, completed and our team of community navigators you know, is, is skilled in basically helping you through to figure out what are your options. Um, if folks have an insurance broker that they're used to working with, they can go through brokers as well. Mm, so okay. there's that option. It's, um, you know, Medicaid, we don't really have brokers, but on the Affordable Care Act side of the house, um, brokers are, are commonly uh, used. So oh, okay. it's also an option for folks. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, uh, the easy thing there is uh, go through that process and it also will identify whether you qualify for a subsidy. And in many instances, particularly for people that previously were on Medicaid, and now just make a little bit too much mm-hmm. over the limit, mm-hmm. they could get a, a, a insurance coverage that could be free or very low cost because of those federal subsidies. Oh, okay. That's good to know. And then are the federal subsidies ongoing or is are there yeah. <laughs> end dates for those as well? Or is it just always sort of, you know, fluctuating? Well, it's always subject to, you know, con- congressional action. So sure, like everything, sure. you know, uh-huh. involving federal government. Okay. But um, the, the program of subsidies that was put in place during the pandemic has been extended now for three years. Uh, so it's not something that's going to go away immediately. Okay. And of course, it's always subject to further extensions sure. down the line. But um, it's a very solid program right now. And okay. especially for those folks that 
that have graduated from Medicaid and mm. become employed, um, but are but are still um, you know in that range of between 137 and 200 percent of the federal poverty level. There's a lot of opportunities there for subsidies. Okay. Do you happen to know what that actual number is? You you keep saying you know, yeah. percentages. What is that? And range? the reason why I'm being vague is oh. because it literally depends on what county you're in oh. and what programs oh, are gotcha. there. Okay. Um, and so it's not as so it's state by state and county by it's county. Literally State really by state and county by county. <laughs> oh, well, okay. Nothing is easy in healthcare. <laughs> right. And, and that leads me to my next question. We keep talking about how complicated things are. So, what are some of the most uh, commonly asked questions? or even misconceptions yeah. when it comes to health insurance plan options? Yeah, I think the, you know, probably the, the most common question that we get is just, you know, uh, is there an insurance option that's available to me if I don't have coverage through an employer? Um, because I right. think a lot of folks think that when they um, no longer qualify for Medicaid, the only way to get insurance is to be employed and get it through your employer. And that's, you know, that's an important thing to say is, um, really, since the creation of the Affordable Care Act, there is this middle area that's very um, that's in a form of individual insurance. You don't have to get it through your employer, um, but you know this this and I think folks think automatically that it's going to be super expensive. Mm -hmm. It's not. I mean, in many instances, because of these subsidies, it's free or very low cost. Okay. Um, so people shouldn't be afraid of that, um, and and I think it's important for them to recognize they don't necessarily have to go from Medicaid to an employer-based plan. There is this middle ground. Right. Um, and and then, I think it's also important to know that even though it is a little complicated and you're maybe not exactly sure what plan to go for, if you don't go for any of it and you have an emergency situation, that can be detrimental and exactly. really life-changing in a bad, bad way. <laughs> and financially, it can be, you know, have multi-year effects. It's right. hugely challenging because if you're not covered by insurance, then you're paying the full cost of the care yourself. And that can be extraordinary in terms of dollar amounts. So a little bit of um, planning ahead is always a good thing. And particularly when it comes to something like your health, where you can't predict what's going to no. happen, mm -mm. Um, it's better just to have, have this kind of coverage in place. So it's a good idea. Just generally, you know, if you're, if you're struggling, give us a call. We're more than happy to get you in touch with the right people and walk you through the process. Don't, I, I always, even my family members, I always say, don't try and go this alone. Let's, let's uh -huh. get people to help us who really know what they're doing. Right, exactly. Because it sounds like there's just this encyclopedia of knowledge that people on their own couldn't possibly know all the little inner Just workings, the, all the details. So that's yeah, why it's important it's to reach challenge. out. Yeah. Right. And then I know we're here today talking about the Medicaid redetermination mostly, but I'm also curious if you could just touch on, maybe give a brief definition of the difference between, say, Medicaid and Medicare sure. and plan this and plan that. If you could yeah. just kind of give a, a holistic view of what that all is that's about. A, that's a great question. <laughs> and it's actually one of the most common ones we get as well. Yeah. So, you know, um, and that's kind of part of our blue for life strategy is okay. we want to have a product uh, that's available to cover, um, you know, every Arizonan's health care, really from birth through retirement. Okay. And, and, you know, Medicaid is the, the, um, the, the federally funded but state-run, uh, shared state and federal funds actually, okay. uh, program for those that, that are indigent and, uh, and or fall within certain income and asset guidelines. Okay. And, uh, so that's kind of the, the program we're talking mm -hmm. about today. 
Um, the Affordable Care Act or federal marketplace plans are that, that group that um, have graduated from, from okay. Medicaid coverage. Uh -huh. Um, but are not receiving commercial insurance through an employer. Gotcha. Um, commercial insurance, uh, you know, is, is the one that you typically are going to get through your employer. Uh, and so you oftentimes hear different versions of that, but it all falls kind of into that commercial insurance bucket. And then Medicare is the other one that we often talk about. And Medicare is principally for those individuals who are retired mm -hmm. and have met the retirement criteria or age or disability uh, right. criteria. Um, in order to, to fall within that federally uh, funded program. And, okay. and we have all of those. So we uh -huh. have Health Choice on the Medicaid side. We have a Medicare uh, program uh, for, for retirees. Um, we have the ACA or Federal Marketplace products. And then we offer um, commercial insurance through employers as well. So it's really birth retirement for, for, for Blue. And that's how we want to keep everybody Blue for life. Well, that's good. Yeah. I, I like that. It's very holistic, and it really touches on helping everyone. Yep. Birth to retirement. I love <laughs> it. <laughs> so what else do you want to share with people about either Medicaid redetermination or even just Blue Cross Blue Shield yeah. as a whole? What else would you like to share? Yeah, just I'd say a couple things, you know, specific to Medicaid redetermination. Um, yeah, a couple things just in general. One, please don't assume that because April 1st has come and gone that it's over. Um, this okay. is going to be going on for 9 to 12 months. If you aren't sure, please contact us. Uh, but don't presume that just because the federal uh, public health emergency has now ended that automatically if you, if, you know, if you were on Medicaid, you still are. This is going to go on for a period of time. So it's important to, to uh, follow through and double check and make sure you're reapplying um, at the appropriate time. Definitely. Yeah. And then, you know, fr just from the broader Blue Cross um, standpoint, I think, you know, we're really focused on making sure that, that Arizonans remain healthy. Mm -hmm. um, Blue Cross Arizona is an Arizona-based company. We are all throughout the state in all 15 counties. We're addressing, um, trying to address the, the physical and mental health needs of Arizonans across to keep everybody holistically uh, healthy. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you have any challenges and you need any assistance, we're here to help. So encourage people just to contact us, and, and we're here to try and uh, assist them in any way we possibly can. Definitely. And speaking on behalf of Tucson Metro Chamber, where we're very much about workforce development and jobs and all mm -hmm. that. So do you have any idea off the top of your head how many people are employed within the state of Arizona for Blue Cross Blue Shield? Yeah, we've, we're um, getting close to 3,000. We're wow. you know, a, bit, a little over 2,200 and continue to grow. It depends on, on you know, um, we have we have folks in different places, mm -hmm. <laughs> obviously, um, but you know, as a as an employer, I can tell you that Blue Cross has been one of voted one of the best places to work uh, in mm -hmm. Arizona repeatedly mm -hmm. over the years. I can tell you, having worked for other healthcare organizations <laughs> and moving to Blue Cross, right. absolutely great place to work. Fantastic, um, and encourage folks. Uh, please look at our website uh, if you're interested in a healthcare job because it's a re not only a rewarding career um, but also one that. Um, is, is with an employer that really cares about you, which is kind of a fun thing. That's fantastic, especially for a large organization because yep. you feel like you start to become a little bit more of a number with a big organization like that, but it sounds like they do genuinely care yeah. and make it a good work culture. Yeah, our CEO, that. Pam Cahaley, has Cooler Connects each month where we all get online and talk, um, and anybody can ask questions, and we oh, discuss yeah? those issues. And I've never seen anything quite like this organization. It's That's quite fun fantastic. to be a part of. Well, good. I love the transparency of it all, and yeah. everyone's included in the whole discussion. 
We hope that the information shared today on the business of inspires you to go check out azblue.com. Do you want to say the other URL one more time too while we have everyone's attention? Yeah. So, I mean, also it's healthchoicearizona.healthchoiceaz.com is our direct one for Medicaid, but you can get there through the azblue.com. Okay. Sounds good. And thanks so much to today's guest, Sean now general manager for health choice at Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Arizona. And in case you didn't catch the episode from the beginning or would like to listen to it again, visit our website or search for Tucson Metro Chambers, the business of on your favorite podcast app, such as Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And do me a favor by go ahead and clicking to subscribe to our podcast. Would you like to be a guest or a sponsor? Or drop me a line about what you enjoyed about an episode, email thebusinessof at tucsonchamber.org. I'm open to your feedback as long as it's constructive, of course. <laughs> and while I have your attention, go ahead and check out Tucson Metro Chamber's website at tucsonchamber.org for the latest events or to peruse our business directory or for information about joining. Ongoing events include Chamber Exchange, Coffee and Contacts, Workforce on Tap, presented by the Talent Store, ASU presented Issues with a Twist, and the Tucson Restaurant Advisory Council presented by Pepsi, as well as our Copper Cactus Awards coming up on September 22nd. Thank you so much for listening, and have a fantastic day.